The Apocalypse Players present Machine Tractor Station Kharkov 37. Some quite awful tragedy has taken place here. A Call of Cthulhu scenario written by Brett Kramer. With Danon Makalir as Senior Lieutenant Grigor Fyodorov of the Red Army. I simply wish to see this through in the service of the party and retire without my head being blown off in some fucking ditch. Joseph Chance, as Senior Sergeant Dr. Vissarian Bayo Ivanovich Yuskov Lyubimova of the Red Army. Eating something from this location is a very, very poor choice. Do not do it. I'm not saying this is an order. I'm giving this to you as advice, as your doctor. Alcohol, maybe. You bring it to me, I smell it, I check it first, but only you br- if you bring it to me. Dominic Allen, as Administrator Major Yuri Kopolev of the Telegraph Service of the Soviet Union. I do not answer to the Red Army, Dr. Lipimova. I answer to the Telegraph, the Telegraph Union. And Dan Wheeler, as everybody else. Poor old Yuzlek, Yuzlek and uh, uh, Zhivenko, who had that funny experience with that rabbit. They're not feeling their best. Lieutenant Fyodorov was reluctant to share the information about the body in the silo with the TAS agents. He and the doctor were convinced by this point that their guests were not, in fact, members of the telegraph service. For their part, the agents had growing doubts about the loyalty of the Red Army officers. On investigating the rural electrification truck, a body was found. The cause of death appeared to be suicide, and it also seemed that the deceased was one of the Ogpu agents that Kopolev had been tasked with finding and eliminating. The body provided yet more evidence that decay and desiccation was taking place far quicker than one might have expected. Kopolev also found a satchel in the van with various items, including a journal or sketchbook. After reading it in private, he displayed a fixation or even obsession with repairing the generator and was insistent the lights should once more be trained on the silo. Eventually, the Major shared the sketchbook with Tryapanov. On the last page, there was a journal entry which talked of some sort of entity which had poured out of the silo, plucking people up and dragging them to their deaths. Do we trust the veracity of the report? (laughs) Believe me, Comrade Rulyova, I have no reason to doubt the loyalty of the person who provided this information. So Dugov's gone off to deal with the lights. Trepanov has gone off to deal with the truck. By this point, you see the soldiers you set about doing some um, digging in the barn and the infirmary uh, heading back. The soldiers from the barn get back first. They look really fed up and they tell you that they've discovered nothing. They've been poking around 
all the corners, going through every single box, every single crate, all the milking equipment and everything. And they have found absolutely nothing. Well, good job, comrades. Go and get yourself some food. Rest. The the so there's basically the um the troops who've just been sort of resting easy, they've rustled up some basic rations. There's been something cooking, so basically anyone who's got a minute it's like a it's like a film set. When you're not shooting, you just quickly go to catering and grab something to eat as quickly as you can. It's that it's that kind of affair. So I think pretty much the only people who haven't had anything to eat are you guys. And then just shortly after the guys from the infirmary come back, Tamashev is uh, the one who who speaks, and he says, um, uh, "Sir, we finished going through the ashes at the infirmary, and we found um, a lot of bones. Put them all in a big pile. We don't know bones. They look like maybe human bones. We found some skulls. We think." We found four human skulls. If you want to have a look, you can, but it's just a whole lot of bones. And then some rifles, uh, broken up rifles. That's it. Nothing more. The rifles were broken up, you say? Well, you know, burnt up, ruined. You can't use them, but they were rifles. Because of the, because of the fire? I think because of the fire, but I don't know really. Yes, no, it makes sense. Uh, the rifles with the, uh, the bones... Well, I don't know. We just grabbed up a lot of bones and rifles. They're all in a big sack. Okay. You want to have a look? You want to have a look in the sack of bones? Uh, I may momentarily. Is it over by the infirmary? Yes. The men say, can they have something to eat now? Yes, yes. Please grab something. Uh, take, uh, take your feet up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. They sort of drop at your feet a big sack, which has a lot of human bones in. And if you can trust them, I mean, they have... You know, you've had four men digging around in there for an hour and they found four human skulls. They are. Take a look if you want. I want to just uh, move over to a couple of uh, the guys who look like they've already eaten and just uh, make sure that the, uh, the, the trucks that we arrived here on, I'm just going to ask them to uh, sort of reverse them round and make sure they're pointing away from the installation back down there the road we came up ready to leave if you need to yeah fine we'll take that as red yeah and i'll say to the others uh everyone uh make sure you've had enough to eat uh we'll probably be setting up camp shortly so uh grab some food make sure you're rested so where exactly are we right now physically in terms of the the, the silos are we back over towards the the north or to the i'm sorry the northwest i would say you are very near where the electrification truck is there's a big open space in the middle, which is where the, the men have sort of set up their makeshift. They haven't really set up camp yet because they're still waiting for orders as to whether they should set up the tents or whether they can use the barracks or the garages. Although words got around that the barrack buildings are all in a bit of a state. Pretty inhospitable. Pretty inhospitable. Um, but obviously the, the these big garages you haven't had a look at yet. Yeah, well, this is what I was thinking is sort of say, look, we're about to set up camp, so make sure you've had enough food. And then I was going to take a small detachment to look at those last three buildings, just in case they look absolutely fine. Great. Do you, do you want people to start setting up camp? And if so, do you want them to do it right here where they are? 
I think, yeah, set up, set up, start setting up camp slowly, like no, no pressure at this point, you know, like take your time, have some food. This isn't a timed exercise, but like, let's, let's set up camp as close to the, you know, right at the back of the truck. So if we do need to leave, we can just, you know, jump in. Fine. So the the men who've, uh, the men who've eaten and rested, they get to it pretty quickly, actually. It's the one thing they know how to do, so they, they don't hang about. They start putting the tents up. I'm being uncharacteristically sort of blasé to try and sort of be like, hey, guys, I know this is a pain in the ass mission, you know, but uh, hey, it's cool, you know, have some grub. and uh... Yeah, there's a bit there's a bit of sort of a bit of gossip going around. Some people are like feel like this is a bit of an easy job. They just sit around doing nothing. And there's a few other people talking about some of the nasty things that they've seen the burnout buildings and the bodies but you know these guys have seen death and fire damage before obviously before we take four or five guys with us to check out the last three buildings i just want to uh just call over blockenstef duh duh blockenstef um yeah find out how morale is let me know okay it's um i can tell you now it's mixed (laughs) Mm. Uh, that's the impression i got um but, uh, you know, people have had something to eat. Always the way, eh? We'll be out of here as soon as we can. Yeah, and remember, an army marches on its stomach, so as long as we keep them fed. So it's, it's Blockenstef's uh, squad that have had a bit of downtime, so if you want to take some of them. Yeah, take, uh, I think there's three buildings, so take, like, six men. Fine. We'll head over there. Tell me, Doctor, where are you at this point? I'm, I'm assuming that I'm wherever I was given the bones, because I'm going to look at the bones. And is that, so the camp is kind of roughly behind the um, electrification truck. Is that right, it's right in the centre. It's right in the centre of... I'm going to say it's right in the centre, unless you want it somewhere else. My thinking was more that we were, we were camping right by the gate and sort of facing outwards. In my head, that was where the track leads up, right by the six buildings that we first searched yeah so so behind the other truck the track that comes out of those buildings is actually the telegraph poles well that's why i initially assumed because we drove past them on the way up oh that's true okay fine i'm that i'm sold on that then okay so so if we're there and that's where i've been given the bones that's where i am and i'm and i'm going to look at the bones you're going to look at the bones okay let's see what you can find out meanwhile um kopolev what are you up to so after that chat with um, Trepinov, I think yeah, let's. I think he and I go and try and fix up this truck together. Are oh, you going with Trepinov to fix up the truck? Yeah, I think so. Okay, but fine. the whole time I'm keeping an eye where the doctor's going, where the lieutenant's going, who's doing what. Cool. So let's start with the doctor. So you are looking at it's a bag of bones. A bag of bones. I mean. In all truth, I'm not expecting to find much, but, you know, there might be some kind of weird bone, necrotic bone quality. If, if everything's desiccating at this intense speed, I'm interested to see if it's affecting bones as well, because if it is, then I, then, I'm re- then I really want to talk about my theory with um, the others. Okay, so give me, give me a medicine roll, but you can have a bonus die, because you already, you already know that these people who burned in a fire so you're just looking for extra information well so i'm going to put a handkerchief over my mouth i'm going to put i'm going to tie a handkerchief wow my bonus die is very useful i'm going to 
spend three luck, and I'm going to pass. They were both bad rolls, but yeah, yeah, I'm going to spend three luck, and I'm going to pass. So I'm down to 57. You can tell by looking at these bones that there's been some sort of, um, what's the word, accelerant used. This is uh, uh, like a flammable liquid has been thrown on. Oh, they've literally, so it's, it's like, so they were dead. It's, it's, it's cremation. It's good. Well, you burn the whole, potentially, potentially. That's my interpretation. You, you can't necessarily tell whether this is post-mortem or not. Yeah, well, they might have been alive. True, true. But it, it basically, it doesn't look like this is an accidental fire. It looks like it's quite deliberate because the amount of accelerant that's been used. Remind me, did we bury the rabbit or did we burn the rabbit? I think you buried the rabbit. Yeah, we buried it. Yeah. Uh, give me a luck roll. I like it. Now that, I, now that I've spent three, of course. Oh, yeah, but I ate it. Eleven. So one of the skulls has a, a fracture in it that looks like there was, yeah, there's been some sign of violence. Either a rifle butt or someone's been heavily... Okay, so that one I take with me. I take that skull with me. And then um, you can tell also just by looking at the bones that this is a... Um, so you've got four, four skulls and they are a variety of sizes, which tells you that they're not all male. They might not even all be adults. Like at least one is either a woman or a child. But there, there would be workers here, right? Rather than just it's not a military base necessarily. Yeah, you got, you got the vibe from uh, I think one of I think maybe it was um, Kovalevsky who told you that they they got some prisoners in here to help build the dairy. Yes, yes, they did, didn't they? Yeah. Remind me which one is the dairy? Is that number two? Three, I think. I think three is the dairy. I'm going to take the the skull, the fractured skull. I'm going to head over to where where the Fyodorov is. So Fyodorov has gone over to the garages. Um, meanwhile, because I think that's going to take us a while to look around the garages. So let's go to Kopolev and Triapanov. Kopolev, could you give me, please, a mechanical repair roll on my skill? Yeah, on your skill. Triapanov's already rolled his. All right. I'm going to spend one point of luck to make that a success. You are very lucky you went with him because he fumbled his role. This is a vehicle that he doesn't know, so he'd put the <laughs> he'd put the petrol where the oil should go and the oil where the petrol should go or something like catastrophic like that. So if he'd started it, it would have been a disaster. But you've spotted it. You've spotted his error. So you give him a ticking off. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. What? Be careful. What's the problem? You're going to blow us to kingdom come. Oh, shit. Oh, I did not... Oh. You will blow us back to the Zardom. I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm thinking. My mind is on other things. This place is driving me crazy. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I will um, I will siphon it off. It's and a you, hybrid. You charge yeah. it. <laughs> he, gets, he gets a length of hose and sort of starts siphoning out the petrol that he's put in the wrong place. And he puts it right, but it's going to take him another hour to fix it up again. But you are going to have to keep an eye on him now because you feel like he's made such a blunder that you, you don't feel comfortable leaving him to it. So you're going to keep an eye on him for the next hour. So meanwhile, we'll go to uh, uh, Fyodorov. I think I see the, uh, the truck and just think, well, we'll check that out first. So it's, it looks very much like the rural electrification truck that's wired up to the lights, uh, but it's not 
modified. It's the same vehicle, but it's it's not modified up to be a, a generator. It's got a cab that maybe seats three and a big flatbed, similar to the ones you drove in on. Well, can I uh, check the cab and just see if there's keys? There are no keys. You can't see the keys anywhere. Check under the sunshield and everything. Nothing to be found. You could potentially hotwire it. I mean, I imagine that's fairly easy with a sort of kind of basic truck like this. It doesn't look like it's roadworthy at the moment. It would need a bit of work. One thing you do notice is that it, the, the bed of the truck is uh, filled with two enormous, like, 20-gallon tanks of water. Transparent, or...? Yeah, yeah, clear, like drinking water. Oh, I see. Oh. Or it looks like it. Uh, is there a, a hatch or a, a seal where it would be easy to uh, double-check that? Whether what, whether it's drinking water, yeah, sure. You have you um you unscrew one of the caps, have a little sniff, little taste. It's um it tastes strongly of uh, iodine, which I think is uh, like an anti an antiseptic, right? So you get the feeling that this water is good to drink. Basically, not going to be much fun, but you think it. However old it is, the iodine will mean it's. Um, that's good. That's good. But in which case, uh, I said to the men. Uh, well, let's have a look inside the building. These are big buildings. The, the ground floor, as you come in, is sort of subdivided by blankets hung over wire as if it's been sort of segmented off to maybe be like makeshift accommodation, something like that. I mean, I don't know whether this is a reference that would make sense to your characters, but it looks like, uh, like almost like a refugee camp. Mm. There are some personal belongings scattered around either like wrapped in sacks or in trunks and then there's a sort of staircase going upstairs if you want to go upstairs duh duh i in fact uh i give uh, two of the six men the job i say uh go through the uh possessions just make sure see if you can find anything about whoever was staying here how far how far am i behind these guys you can be arriving now if you like uh, I, I'm going to take two people upstairs. Okay, so the the people you've put to work downstairs just start going through trunks and lifting blankets and sacks, just sort of looking around. You head upstairs. Is it fair? To, is it fair to say that I'm downstairs with the two guys searching downstairs? You can be, yeah, yeah. Up, upstairs, it's sort of like uh, you go up the stairs and there's like like a sort of mezzanine level, basically. So the offices are over over half the garage basically that the, the whole ground floor is quite large and then up the steps there are sort of five little offices and you go through the offices and there's just it looks like more of the same to be honest do they look um, like they've been abandoned in a hurry or trashed or is it just abandoned give me a psychology roll no that, oh, just a success by one. So you get the feeling that uh, the people who were housed here, either they just arrived or they were just about to leave because they're packed up. In the offices as well? Yeah, it, the offices upstairs look like they've been used to house maybe families. Right, so it's the same situation. It's not like there were some people in authority looking down on the refugee type. Like it's all been used as a sort of... It looks very similar. There doesn't seem to be like an obvious difference uh, but I mean, your psychology role tells you maybe 
you know, from when you've you've seen people relocated yeah. before and you get the feeling that maybe these private rooms were used to house families with small children or something and then they'd put, you know, single adults downstairs in the big hall. Uh, in which case, I, I'll bring the soldiers back down with me. Mm-hmm. Um, say to the two guys who are uh, going over the ground floor, um, do, do the same upstairs when you're finished and uh, I'll... You'll have a good dinner, don't worry. So they they give you a look, and uh, the way they look at you and then look around the room tells you that this is not a job that is going to be done in, like, a couple of hours. This is like, they'd be at this for a day. In which case, I, I to the two soldiers I took upstairs, I say, uh, you two join them. I'll send someone to relieve you in uh, in an hour. Okay. Dr. Lubomova, give me a spot hidden. Yes, 18. Mm. How good is that? Mm, it's really good. It's a um, oh, it's just shy of a of a critical um, an excellent. It's a hard success. Okay, cool. So you, the first thing you spot is a like a hand hand crank pump. Um, so there's a water supply here. Uh, but then the other thing you notice is you are just you're aware from your time treating soldiers and treating sort of rural people in the area a little bit that these are definitely the possessions of local rural people who may have lived on the coal causes nearby Uh, you have no idea why they would be here but that that's the vibe you get that people have put people have potentially come in Uh, and and as i see the pump particularly as i'm thinking that i I say to um gorski and yebikhorov i say uh, no, 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 don't drink anything from here. No one drinks anything from this pump. No one eats anything from these bags. You understand me? Da. I mean it. Da, da, da. Not good for you. This will not be good for you, my friends. Huh? Alcohol, maybe. You bring it to me, I smell it, I check it first. But only you, if you bring it to me. Understand? But nothing else. They get the message. Okay. They trust you. You're a good man, I know this. I know you. you're a good man. What I really want to do is, like, look at something myself, but I think go back to the others first, but what I'm going to do is just march on because I think the idea of any empty building that I haven't looked in at this point is going to freak me out. Lieutenant, 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 slow down. I'm a small man. You're a tall man. I'm I'm fat. I know. I'm sorry. Bail, bail, bail. We must check the last two buildings. I understand, but one moment, one moment. I think we need all the men together. And we need to tell everyone not to eat anything, drink anything, hunt anything in this area. You understand? No searching the outhouses. No searching the uh, dog houses. Da. Da. Yes. Well, uh, let, us ch- let us check the next two buildings. Just make sure. Fyodorov, you know if I don't say this now, someone will do it. No, 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 no. Kopolev, you've managed to start the truck. <laughs> Okay, and then you turn it off again because Dugov goes, wait, 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 waves his hands as one of the one of the soldiers goes, <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic Park uh, style. So, um, so you are you moving on to another garage then? I've, I've listened to Bail, but I, in my head, I just need to make sure I know what are in those other two buildings. Very well, we check, we see. Yes. Okay, let's do the garages then. So, do you go to garage B next? Da da. Along the way, I strike up the conversation and I say, isn't it strange that they brought the people in? They brought them in from the, uh, from the Kolkos. Well, it's only strange if, uh, 
We don't know if it's strange until we know what they were doing here. Sashenko, Yurenko, Bailenshkov. Duh. They must have brought them in here, civilians. It's like the old days when they used to pull the peasants back into the castle. No, no, no. Well... No, no, don't, no, 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 me. You know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. I know what you're what saying. What is that? What is that? As soon as you walk in the door, there is a reek of um, of smoke, but it's like an acrid, it's not wood smoke. It's not like the other two buildings you're in. It's like a more um, chemical smoke. Can we see anything or is it? No, no, no. It's, it's, the smoke isn't still in the air. It's old. It's like... Um, you know, when you go into a building that where there was a fire ages ago, almost like um, Doc, Dr. Lubomova, give me uh, give me an intelligence drop. Oh yeah, unsurprisingly, yes. God, yeah, not much, but yeah, I've passed. So this smells like a, um, it smells almost like a lab. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So it's that kind of smoky smell. Rubber like and it. petrochemicals. Yeah, pe- yeah, some kind of chemicals. Yeah. Anyway, so the ground, the, as you walk in, the ground floor is cluttered with uh, equipment and lamps and um, sort of makeshift workbenches, welding gear. No, 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 Fyodorov, this is not for us. This is for him. We sent Kopolov in here. Duh. No, no. I don't like the smell of this place. This is chemicals. This is this is science. It's scientific equipment. I'm thinking it's exactly. As doing. soon as I smell it, I'm thinking this is a place to come back to. If anything, <laughs> we give this we give this to him, and then we tell him we think this is gas, and we get the hell. As, out. as long as I've had a scan of the bottom floor and I see lamps and things like that and the smell. Okay, well, sh- sh- shall I let you have a little scan of the bottom floor, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are scanning the bottom floor. That is true. We've gone that far. We're idiots. Or our We're panic got the better of us. You say panic. I say survival. Give me, uh, give me an intelligence roll, Fyodorov. Yes. Oh, uh, extreme success. Wow. Okay. So uh, you you are immediately aware that what you're looking at is the almost like the workshop where they built the light array that's around a silo. Shit. Okay. So the, the, because there are bulbs and wires and welding gear and you're like, okay, this is, and, and it looks like a job was immediately finished. No one's cleaned anything up. This is, um, this is where someone's th- put together a makeshift workshop to make these big lamps. You could, so right. you, you, you spot little bits of wire, insulation wire from the old telegraph poles. Yeah. Um, there's some shovels that have obviously been used to dig the holes to uh, place the poles in, and you you get the feeling that it'll probably take you know a day to fully search this. But it, but it looks like this has been this gra- this building has been used very well and very recently, and uh, because you've got an extreme success, you you see there are there are more offices upstairs that might also might also be have been recently used it it obviously isn't somewhere that's being used to um house refugees so so after my initial panic i'm I'm literally halfway through a sentence and i say yeah we live this for it oh maybe we don't no this is his fucking wonderland you want to check for the papers Mm, perhaps 
I don't like this, and I put my I put my handkerchief back up over my nose. I don't like this either. For now, we checked the last building. Cover your face. Let us make a good show of this, you know? Yes, yes. No. So, cover my face. And the two soldiers that are still with us, because I, I left an extra two, didn't I, in the first building to help with mm-hmm. the thing. We still have two. Okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's check um, A. Let's check the last building quickly. Okay. So, you go to Garage A... It is very similar to Garage C. It's got the blankets hanging over the wires, breaking it up into sort of makeshift room, living areas. Just um, everyday things sort of uh, lying around. Fragments of lives that are no longer with us. Um, Could you give me a spot hidden, one of you? Oh, I failed. I have passed. What catches your eye is a face. And you reach down, because it's not, it's not a body, but, you know, you're drawn, to, a human is drawn to a face, and you find a, a, a doll, a very well-loved doll, and you hold it, and as you hold this doll and you look around and you, you have a moment where you realise that no child would willingly leave their doll behind so some quite awful tragedy has taken place here that all these lives have been left behind the bodies aren't here but the people are clearly gone um and uh, i would like you to give me a sanity roll please for that yeah because this is Ooh, I've passed it by two. Okay. I'm, I am, right. I'm right on the edge tonight. You're all right. So you're, you're fixated there with this doll's face, and meanwhile... I think I take the doll with me, then. Okay, and Fyodorov, meanwhile, spotted a couple of tractors. Um, the thing you notice is their lights have been pulled off, their headlights have been pulled off, so obviously used as part of the array, but, but they, um, they look like they're in good condition. I may briefly, if if there's an upstairs in this place, I'm expecting it'll be like in C. There is, and it's exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say I'll sprint up and just see if there's anything obvious. But it's the same deal. Like you could you could turn this place over. It would it would take half a day, um, but uh, it's it's just shattered lives basically. Welcome to Russia. Welcome to Russia. So you get the feeling that if there was anything to be found in any of these garages, it would be in the middle one. Yeah, no. well, that's what I was about to say on our way back to uh, inform everyone about not drinking the water, not eating the food. I'm going to call into uh, Station C and probably call those four guys off that I left searching the place. Sure. So you do. And as you do that, Kopolev... And, uh, I'm going to hang out by the entrance of B while he does that. Kopolev and Triepanov start walking over from the electrification truck looking smug they've done their job the engine works um dugov's still fixing the lights but they're confident that it will work we we're all coming back together at the camp um maybe dr lubimova you had some words for the troops i think i did yeah i think i did at um if as i as i'm approaching i think i say to fyodorov if you draw their attention i'll make the statement no please please uh, assistant to the general manager. <laughs> I smile. I smile. 
Gentlemen, I hope you're all rested. We've had a look around the rest of the camp, and, uh, well, I'll, uh, I'll let the doctor uh, give you his uh, advice, at least for the short term. Not going to lie, comrades. I have my concerns about this location. Particularly in uh, regard to, well, some things don't smell good. And I'm pretty sure that nothing much will taste good here. So, I don't want anybody being um, interested in hunting or, or gathering from the land. Eating something from this location is a very, very poor choice. Do not do it. I'm not saying this is an order. I'm giving this to you as advice, as your doctor. Also, don't drink from the water in this location. Finally, I have some concerns regarding gas or maybe some sort of usage of gas. I will speak with the, uh, our, our comrades in the TAS regarding this point under the lieutenant's advice, of course, as always. But comrades, my friends, do not be stupid. If you find anything that you think is looking good for eating, do not touch it. Do not hunt any animals here. Do not drink the water. Rations, canteens only. We will speak more. Okay, great. So, uh, Fyodorov, could you give me a listen roll? No. Oh, no. What's he up to? What's Kopolev been up to? Fail. Oh, no. If he's sacrificing us all, I'm going to be very unhappy. You just hear some some murmuring amongst the troops. You can't tell whether it's uh, dissension or... They look like they're mumbling something about... They're being a bit dismissive of this speech. Sounds like that, basically. But you can't hear anything specific. That's what I was worried about. Can I just say, uh, Blockenstedt. Yeah. Call him over. Um, I know it was his troops we were using to do this last search, but I'm assuming he was stationed here with the rest of them. Um, what's wrong? There's some dissension in the camp? No, 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 no. No? Uh, give me a persuade roll. Oh, bloody hell. He's meant to be the dunderheaded guy, just does what I want. Um, well, that's almost certainly a fail. Yeah, that's a, a fail. No dissension. No, no. We we listen to the doctor. We'll trust the doctor. Okay. I was just checking. I I thought I felt a hint of. Uh, anyway, don't worry. Uh, is the camp almost set up? Yes, it's uh, it's all good. Um, the men say. Um, they're fixing the lights. They say, do they leave them pointed into the silo? They don't like the smell. I say, uh, no, no need. Um, they can face whichever way they need to, um, whatever's easiest. We just need to check that the power works. All right. We'll, we'll check that now. Excellent. I then want to head over towards uh, Kopolev when I get a moment. Kopolev, what are you up to? Uh, well, if I'm here for this speech... What's the what's the doctor done straight after he's finished talking? You were uh, doctor. What have you done after you finished talking? Uh, well, I come down off whatever. I think the podium was probably some um, gathered together crates that I was shouting off of, and then I I come down with my doll and my skull, and I start looking for Kopolev. Uh Well, I I'm looking for you, and I say um. 
you're, you're all looking for each other. That's great. Let's bring us. Let's bring everyone together. Da, da. So I say, um, Doctor, your speech. What is um, what has precipitated this medical advice? You have found something. I take it. You see this this skull here. You, you see the wear here, and I use the doll to indicate where I'm indicating the wear. The wear and tear on this skull. Show me on the doll. Yeah, yeah. Show, show me on the doll. It's a, it's a whole other Cthulhu episode, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, there's a, see the wearing down on the skull here. This is this is not from um, this is not from wear and tear. This is this is from um, accelerant. These bodies were burned because they were either diseased, is my thinking, or or possibly you see the fracture here is very clear. This in, indicates to me this person struggled at some point before he, he or, uh, died. I think it is a he, but I would point out that there are other people in this camp who are not uh, serving men like you and me, and like the lieutenant. This doll is very clearly an indication that people were pulled in from, from the surrounding uh, Kolkos. We have um, Yurenko, we have uh, Baryanskov, and we have Shenka. These three, I think these three locations have been pulled into here. So I need to talk to you about why people would do this and then light up a silo. Also, I am suspicious that there may be some kind of poison gas experiment, but this is my own personal theory. A poison gas experiment? Yes, because why the heck else does everything smell so weird? Why are people burning everything? We do not have answers to the basic question. Trepanov is like, it's radiation. I know it's radiation. Well, this is, that's science fiction. That is. I tell you, radiation. I tell you once, I tell you again, radiation. Maybe he's right. Maybe radiation is a good idea. I don't know. Where is the, where is the source of your concern with the poison gas? Well, where is the source of your concern with the radiation? Either way, something is happening here, which is dangerous to our men. Yes. Where, where, where do you suspect, Doctor, that this is coming from? We must investigate it immediately. Well, if you poison some people and they behaved very strangely, you might have to... Um, and they were rotting and they were spreading mutation. I don't know what poison gas is. I'm using my knowledge of... Hmm. Oh, so there's nothing you have seen in one particular location that No, it is the Great War. I'm thinking of, like, this is... Mustard gas. No, this is far beyond mustard gas, yes. But that mustard, is what you're mustard, thinking. Well... Mustard gas was just the beginning, yes? Our great Soviet Republic is always planning ways in which we can defend the borders. What if something went wrong? I know this is, I know this is unattractive to you, idea of, that things could go wrong, but unfortunately things go wrong and then we have to withdraw. It is my personal medical opinion that we should leave here as soon as we possibly can. Kopolev, I agree. Triapanov, I, I, I give this man my full backing... He is an experienced doctor. I'm sure you do the same. What are your thoughts? You are agreed we should leave as soon as possible. Yes. Excellent. Yes. But first we need to get the lights working. I see. And again, we need to make sure we have explored, we have uncovered every secret this place can tell us. So what secret could the lights help us with? The silos? I just stare at him for a long time. <laughs> oh... Major, I, I need if I'm risking the health of my men, I need I need to know what your motivations are. I, I trust we're on the same side. I know we are, but uh, and for the good of the party, we will do what's necessary. But 
please explain to me your thinking, otherwise I do not know how to uh, explain the same to my men. Why were all the people from the Kolkots brought in to this tractor station? Do we know this? Well, maybe um, Trepanov says, uh, well, one way to find that out is to maybe go and check out the call causes. But maybe we don't want to do that. Maybe that's where the radiation is. I think um, it may come to that. They are all, they cleave to the old faith. Of course. Many of them do. We'll do whatever is right for the party, but I must say uh, our mission here was to reinstall the the telegraph. So uh, We cannot move those telegraph poles. We cannot? No. Not with all our men? You say the silo is full of liquid. What if the liquid is poisonous? What if it is toxic? We remove the telegraph poles and it spills all over the landscape. It would be disastrous. We will need to fill in um, requisition forms uh, 326B, 327A through Z uh, to get new telegraph poles sent from uh, Leningrad. Uh, they will probably be uh, shipped from Magnitogorsk. I think it will take three to six weeks. Well, in, in which case, let us leave now because there's no point staying here for if what we need to reconnect the telegraphs will take three to six weeks. We leave now to maintain the strength of our men. We get back to safety, and then we, uh, we, we telegraph. What do you mean, get back to safety? Well, we're agreed that there may be some danger here. Look at what happened. As the doctor said, as you yourself said, Tryapanov, the possibility of radiation, as the doctor said, the possibility mm. of gas. Clearly, there was insanity here. There's certainly been death. There are burned bodies over there. Uh, we have seen mutation yes. in the animals. Yes, yes. So we have a duty to find out the root cause. To prevent I don't see how in. telegraph officers, I'm, are you experienced in uh, gases or uh, radiation leaks? Is that your, also your profession? Who said, I do not believe for one second that it is radiation or a gas leak. What do you believe it is? I'll keep that to myself until I am in a position where I can prove it with hard evidence. Oh, uh, I see. We are officers of the Red Army and the lieutenant has asked you a direct question, Major. I do not answer to the Red Army, Doctor. Leap him over. I answer to the telegraph. The telegraph union. In which case, I do not recognize your authority over me or any of my men. You have no authority here, Lieutenant Fyodorov. <laughs> In which case, I will call my men off right now and get them to safety, because I will not put them in danger of a seditious man a seditious who seems man. to have exceeded the remits of his own... Comrades, comrades, let us have a moment of calm, comrades. At this moment, Dugo comes over and says, uh, Major, we think we've got the lights working. Turn them on and keep them on. All right. Firing them up, he yells, and then um, someone starts up the truck. And the lights could and they flicker into life. And the lights are indeed all pointing directly into the silo and illuminating it. Turn them on and keep them on, he says. You say this, Major, as if you already know that it is the right thing to do. I say it because I have been in situations before where we have said there is a risk we will work into darkness. 
We have these lights, we get to darkness, we turn them on, they do not work. Whereas if they are on all the time, we can see that they are working. I'm already at this point, I'm walking away and I'm going up to my sergeants and I'm going to start getting the men ready to leave. <laughs> I laugh. <laughs> I grab the doctor by, the th- by his throat and I pull him in and I say, what are you laughing at? I- I'm laughing at the... What are you laughing at? You laugh all the time, why are you laughing? What is funny? Nothing, nothing, Major. Captain Trepanov, let's take the doctor for a little walk. Hello listeners, and apologies for invading your ears unannounced, but I just thought I'd give you a heads up that we'll be taking a break from the tractor station for a few weeks to bring you a special seasonal treat. Through December we'll be releasing A Christmas Inheritance, a Call of Cthulhu scenario inspired by the works of M.R. James, written by our very own Dan and McAleer. So if you want a lovely traditional Christmas tale that leaves you feeling all fuzzy and warm, well, you can look elsewhere. We'll be returning to Kharkov in January. If you've been enjoying it so far, please do like, subscribe, maybe even leave us a review. Thanks for listening. Das Vidanya.